The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. All right. Well, welcome to the Brothers on Law show. I'm Rob Mandel. And I'm Larry Mandel. And, you know, uh, oh, we're so happy to follow uh, Debbie the Mortgage Mom. She's got a great show. What do you think, Larry? Very informative. Right. So very informative indeed. Uh, Larry, do you remember when, and maybe people should know, uh, we're children of the Beatles right. generation. That's us. Yeah. And when we were kids, you know, like when I was like eight years old or whatever, you know, you just had to try and be like that. Oh, yeah. You'd and get the Beetle outfit. I had the Beetle outfit. I had oh, the okay. Beetle haircut. All and right. my you got to play an instrument. That's the thing. Hang on. And, and I played the guitar. All right. And our sixth grade stage performance was the, I was one of the Beatles. We right. lip sync. Yeah. For the Beatles, and that was our show. Did you play anything, actually play? Well, I played guitar, but then we were just lip-syncing. All right. Well, what I was trying to say is that it kind of inspired a generation of musicians, is what it did. No doubt. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. And uh, I got, I became a lifelong musician. I know that you kind of tinkered on guitar a little bit, but... Um, uh-huh. Anyway, and you were playing drums. Do you remember that? I was playing pounding drums. away. I love pounding away on those drums, and that's yeah. a good segue for somebody that we have here today. Our guest. Who do we have? We have. Good morning, Bob Kasha. Hey, how's it going, guys? Bob is big bang and a head drumsticks and multiple products, and we're going to talk to him about how he started his business and what he does with his business today. And his business is. Tell us about it, Bob. Well, we manufacture uh, drum products, and uh, we're, we're all about new, innovative drum things. So right now, we're, we distribute about 1,800 products. Uh, we manufacture maybe 1,000 of those. Wow. Uh, we, uh, a lot of them are manufactured right here in Northridge, California. No kidding. That's where our office used to yeah, be. Right, you, yeah. That's where I met you guys. Oh, no kidding. That's where I met Bob. And oh, actually, wow. how did we meet Bob? Well, I think at the time, I, was in, I got T-boned by a person, and uh, <laughs> it kind of hurt me. Right and, there on Business Center Drive? Or? No, around the corner. It's always one mile from where you're at, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, that's how we met. And then uh, later, I think... The 94 earthquake, I had two retail stores, uh, music shops, and I was probably the only music store that had insurance for earthquake. I, I oh, specifically wow. ordered it. And uh, right after the earthquake... Head thinking right there. I right. was, because I, I was deadly afraid of earthquakes. No pun intended. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, when I went to claim, uh, you know, I walked into one of our stores, and I had 300 guitars on the floor, and drum sets everywhere, martial amplifiers on the ground, everything was just sticks and broken oh my god and it was devastating so i called the insurance company the next day and they said oh no 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 we canceled your insurance and i go what i didn't get a letter no i you you didn't cancel no you did so i went to the insurance commissioner they told me can't help you whatever and nine months later i'm getting ready to file bankruptcy 
I, you know, I was also doing the head drumsticks uh, at the time, and uh, I was working with Easton at the time, uh, developing the sticks. And uh, I, I drove by the, 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 the warehouse where we were at, and still at now, that right by your building. I said, I got to go knock on his door. <laughs> so, so you just saw our sign outside? It, or no, something? yeah. And I, yeah. I, not, I went out there and I go, Talk you about know, hanging out a shingle. I yeah, have no really. money. I said, Can you help me? He writes one letter. And the very next day, they flew out with a $100,000 check and got me started. Is that right? Yeah, Larry, so. you're a better lawyer than I thought, was, man. I mean, he wrote a scary start letter. Thinking, dude. <laughs> and it really worked, and it was it saved us. And shortly thereafter, uh, we got everything resolved. They, they actually had a company come in, take all the guitars and everything that was broken, and then we wound up selling uh, the business later on that year. So what you're saying is right. my brother saved you from bankruptcy. He cranked. It was wow. awesome. Wow. <laughs> With a magic bullet letter. <laughs> it was just a letter. <laughs> wow. It's hey, amazing. but that's the power of law. Behind you. The you power know? of justice. Right. The power of justice. Right. So, you know, after that, I sold the business, and I was always into developing new products. I actually worked with Easton. They make the baseball bats and the hockey sticks, and they were developing in a, a, a drumstick. And it turned out one of my students uh, was the developer, the engineer. And uh, he asked me to get involved, and they hired me on as, as a consultant. And I worked with them for about a year, and, and we fine-tune the sticks as I was a, a big hater of synthetic drumsticks I just go okay this is not something I want to do but I actually got involved with them and then maybe five or six years later they were uh, breaking up the company I think Jim Easton decided hey I'm gonna retire he sold off the bats and the hockey sticks and all that stuff and no kidding and I wound up buying the product line from them Wow so from then on I, I developed the head brand and started adding new products and just grew the business and that's what we focus that's on. amazing tell us a little bit about your drumsticks they're different than the traditional wood sticks oh they are it's and it's got the Easton technology in it you know baseball bats and, and the, uh, less shock and all that kind of stuff they're, they're made of an aerospace aluminum tube uh, the upper two-thirds is covered with a polyurethane cover, so when you hit your cymbals or your uh, or your, your your drums and your hoops, you're not you're going to protect them from getting damaged. Uh, they sound like wood when you hit them together. Yeah, they uh, do. They rebound about five percent better, so you can play faster. Nice. Uh, and they uh, last as long as six to ten pair of wood sticks, and then they're going to break. Uh, it's usually mm. about forty thousand strokes. And Easton had this really cool machine where they put it on this robot, and they would just see how many times you could hit it before it broke in half. And it was about forty thousand hits. Wow. And uh, so they last as long as six to ten pair of wood sticks. So, and, and it's funny is that it's the only real synthetic drumstick on the market that has superstar endorsees. So we got uh. guys like. Tommy Lee uh, from Motley Crue, uh, Phil Rudd from ACDC, Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Tico Torres wow. from Bon Yep, and we just got Kent Slucher from uh, Luke Bryan uh, yeah. a couple months ago. Uh, he was complaining about pain, and one of the cool things with our sticks is that it really helps guys with, with pain, so it kind of reduces them because they have half the shock of a wood stick. Half the shock. Yeah, because we... And what is... Tell us about that. Inside the handle right here, you can see these little two pinpoints. Well, <coughs> our, our audience can't see them, but let, let's describe it a little well, bit. Well, and, and basically what it is, we load a, um, <coughs> a secret powder in there. Really? It absorbs shock. And secret so, powder? It's, it's a powder. <laughs> uh, it's an engineered powder. Don't open those sticks, boys. I won't. Don't. Yeah, it's a secret, <laughs> you'll get it, you'll go, What is this? It feels liquidy, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what absorbs the shock. And uh, we, we had Peter Chris in the late... Uh, 90s and early 2000s who switched to our sticks because he had a severe problems with his wrist. Uh, I think it was either arthritis or something. And uh, what we actually did for him is we made him a, a really light skinny stick on his right hand and a regular stick on his left. 
<clears throat> he, he had really small hands, so we gave him a, a, a small glove on his left hand, which we make, and then we gave him an extra large glove on his right hand. Mm. And then he wrapped his hand so uh, he could play. So we gave him another eight years of, of playing with really? Kiss. Yeah, and then wow. he had to retire after that. It was just too devastating for him. Wow, so you wow. drummers out there, take heed. <clears throat> All you country music drummers, yeah, definitely. Uh, you wind up now. This these are called product. a head, a head drumstick, right? Okay. We make a lot of other products too. We make uh, we we manufacture these right in our in our facility. Uh, this is a, a really cool product. It's it's called the Speed Kick Beaters. And what it does is you put this on any pedal and you, you pop on the beater head and you can adjust any height. So basically, if you want to go faster, you push it all the way down. If you want to go slower, pull it all the way out. Okay. And then you can pop on a different head. We make This about, is for the bass drum. For the bass drum. For your we got different pedal. beater heads you can pop on the on the pedal and get different sounds like wire brushes or bamboos or whatever. So Nice. And, and Bob, you're a distributor. You're a wholesale distributor. Yeah, Head Products is our is uh, is our, our brand. One of our brands. We have about ten of our own brands, and uh, Big Bang Distribution distributes. So we distribute to about fifteen hundred stores in the USA, nice. and uh, we uh, also ship to seventy two other countries, who are also distributors. And can people buy this stuff online as well? Yeah, they can go to the Head uh, Drumsticks site or Big Bang Distribution site or a Head Armor Cases site, and they can order there. And what it does is because we support all of our dealers in the, in the United States which is, I think, important because you want retail stores to be around. Sure. And uh, they can order right from our website. And we have 600 guys that are part of the Kibo program, uh, 600 dealers, and uh, they'll see a deal go up. They can grab the deal if they're closest in zip code, so they get first choice, and they supply right to their customers. So, What website do they go to? Uh, they can go to aheaddrumsticks.com or bigbangdist.com or aheadarmorcases.com. So those are three of our sites. And Very what cool. retail stores are you in? Uh, we're in Guitar Center, Sam Ash, Musicians Friends, Sweetwater. Uh, I've never heard any of those. I know. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if they sell drums, they got our stuff. So, yeah. yeah gotta... That's that's major, man. That's the, all the good major stores right mm -hmm. there. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. And you're selling drums too? Uh, we just started, uh, we just relaunched the Rogers drums, which was uh, uh, has been around since the 1800s. And uh, they kind of went uh, down the drain when CBS bought them out in, in the early 70s, I think it was. And uh, it just kind of died. And it changed hands a couple of times and then a, a really well-known company. They're out of Taiwan. They're actually one of the biggest manufacturers of uh, uh, hardware. They make all the chrome stands and everything for almost everybody. And so they bought it. And they approached me and asked me if I wanted to be part of the de development and distribution. So uh, we, we brought on the uh, Rogers Dynasonic snare drum. We introduced, we introduced the pedals, hardware, and then we got drum kits coming out at the end of the year. So we're Very excited. cool. Nice. Now, they were the, the one major competitor to the Ludwig. 
drums at one point, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were big. They were, I mean, you they got Buddy huge. Rich, Louis Belson, everybody using yeah. Roger's drums. So, right. And we just did a trade show last week at Sweetwater, and uh, they came. Uh, we had so many customers say, that was my very first drum kit. Are you going to make the red wine ripple? or the <laughs> Nice. The red, red wine, wine ripple. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so everybody's excited about it. We're, uh, I think we're doing it right. We're making sure everything's up to spec, and we're just bringing it up to the century, you know, developing it. So, so wow. Bob, you started out teaching drums, mm-hmm. right? I taught, they- drums. Uh, for, I taught drums for about 18 years. I opened two retail stores, and uh, you mentioned Ross Garfield, and he, he was a good friend of ours. And right, right. I grew up with the, Ross. And we right. worked at a, uh, the same store for a while, and I just taught. And I think after the earthquake, I just said, I'm done. I don't want to do retail anymore. So yeah. I was just tired of it. But so. you, were you a professional drummer at one point? I toured. I did a lot yeah. of drumming, but a lot of teaching. Studied at Cal State Northridge. I, I studied music there, and then I also studied uh, business. And do you still play? I still play, and I actually t- still teach a couple of guys a week, so it's fun. Nice. I enjoy but then, it. then, how did you transition to becoming an entrepreneur like this? Uh, well, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had my own business. I've always been just a private teacher, and I just developed that into you know manufacturing products, uh, refurbing old drums. I was really into collecting old drums, and uh, people would bring their, their drums to our shop. I'd refurb them, and uh, it just was a transition. And when I get approached by other companies that know me, uh, they ask me to help them develop things. So. Uh, we do a lot of licensing, uh, you know, like there was one product that Larry does here, which is so cool. Uh, I, I licensed this little thing called the Clip-It Key. Right, and you right. Can, and, it's, and we attach a drum key to it, and I think Guitar Center gives one of these away on every drum set that they sell, but you can clip oh, it to your yeah. shirt or clip it to your stand sure. or whatever. Right. Another thing my brother did for yeah. you. Secret, that's yeah. our That's this our is, patent. That's yeah. our little clip that we yeah. patented. Right, you can hear I love it that. Clicking. So we, we try to get little cool products and develop them and make them uh, useful for drummers. You know? Right. Well, you mentioned... Ross Garfield, and I just so our audience knows people were talking about, this is a, a man that I uh, grew up with, and he became very famous as someone who would tune and specially set up drums for recordings for artists uh, performing, right? Big, big time. Right, and yeah. he was known, or is known as the drum doctor. He sure is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he was a colleague of yours. And yeah. I, does he, is he uh, someone he, who uh, uses your products He uses well? a lot of our products. In fact, he got one of our Rogers drums recently. So he said he was going to do a, a, a full review on it, which is we're, we're excited about. Um, but I know he, he gets a lot of products from us that he uses in, in you know, his backline stuff that he, you know, does for drummers. Yeah. So Bob, nice. you started out with one for for this business, a head drumsticks, etc. You started out with one little like rental type unit, yeah, in, mm-hmm. like a commercial strip uh-huh. type setup. Yeah, I remember that. Right. And now what is it? We have eight buildings there, and wow. uh, it's it's and we're, we're gonna probably add a ninth one in the first of the year when we start getting drum sets in. So uh, we we do a lot of stuff there. A lot of drum cases. We do so many different things it's a lot to manage but you know i got my son working for us ryan and my daughter christine she she does all our graphic design and catalogs and books and things like that and uh, my wife works for us too so it's like a family so it's a family business but it's burgeoning and growing leaps and bounds yeah well we try to keep it slow because you don't want to grow too fast so we're just like taking it as you know the right right speed maybe yeah so what what is the most difficult thing hurdle that you know if here you are, you're starting off as a drum drummer and drum teacher, and you're transitioning to someone who's really in the thick of running a business mm-hmm. and a, a growing business. 
So what are the kinds of challenges that you face doing that? You know, from a legal sp- standpoint, from a, uh, you know, financial standpoint, what have been, you know, if someone's out there right now listening and mm-hmm. they got this idea or they got this little tiny business that mm-hmm. they want to grow, mm-hmm. you know, what can you share with them? I think uh, uh, NDAs or non-disclosure agreements are really common for me. I get a lot of customers who uh, say, hey, I heard about you. I want you to help me develop my product. I'm pretty ruthless with them. Uh, if I if I don't think it's worth them spending the money on a patent, I'll just say, don't waste your time. Here's why. And I can cite a whole bunch of other competitive products. I, I do a lot of those. I probably do maybe 20 or 30 of those a year. Uh, oh, I see. So approach you? They approach me. I and they'll say, I have a great idea for right. a drum product of right. some sort. Right. And, and, and I'd say one out of 20 are pretty cool. And and I just I, I really try to steer them away from like spending that money on a patent because it doesn't necessarily have to happen. Also, uh, making sure that I have good uh, agreements with my uh, with my guys. You know, if I'm going to license something, a lot of times they're handshake agreements. You know, yeah. basically they know me, they referred. You know, but sometimes wow. I got to have a contract and say, hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, and yeah. you got to you got to be able to get the right guys like you to you know to to help you out with a contract. Have a lawyer in the yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Have a lawyer oh, that you trust and that you get it in writing. Yeah, most get it of the writing. time, unless yeah. it's somebody you you know super trust. I totally agree yeah. with that. If it's so, in writing, you're, you're covered. Right. So even if they're not approaching you, and someone has an idea, and it may not have anything to do with drums or music or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, just in a general sense, somebody who is trying to develop their business like you did. One of the first things you would tell them, I guess, is, hey, man, have a lawyer in the mix or at least have your non-disclosure agreement at the ready exactly. so that somebody cannot or ha- is going to have a much harder time ripping you off. Yeah, and I've been ripped off before. I mean, I've done a trade show, and I, I, I introduced a, uh, a microphone holder that goes inside your drum. And I'm not going to mention the, the company or the name, but uh, they came back to me the next year and said, oh, by the way, you patented that. Yeah, you can't sell it anymore. So they stole it. They stole it from me. And it was like, all right, I get it. And you know what? It's not the kind of product that you're going to make millions on. So sometimes you got to look at the the end result. How many are we going to sell? Is it worth spending the money on a patent? Yeah. Uh, And and just an NDA really helps. But, you know, know, I I had that with laser drumsticks. I had laser sticks with a laser coming out of them. We brought them at a show. And some farmer guy in Iowa said, hey, I patented that. I go, well, I showed that like three years ago. And it was in Modern Drummer and it was reviewed. So I'm covered. You know, so yeah. I'd say doing things in writing, like you said, like getting a review in a, in, a, in a magazine or a publication, something that proves when you started, when you did it, right. that can protect you also. So. That's true, because I don't think that necessarily a patent protects the person, the first per- person to get that patent, if you can show that you developed it first. Or is it, am I well, wrong a, on that? I think it's a good start, let's face it. I well, the, yeah, you got to do that. The problem with the patent is this. You can get a patent, but will you defend it? And it's going to cost you a lot of money to defend it. Yeah, and right. there's, I mean, you, the patent world is completely different than, you know, the kind of law that I think you guys are doing. Right. But you got to say, am I willing to defend my patent? And, and when I have agreements with, with uh, people, I just, uh, in, the, in the agreement, I say, listen, I, I'm going to uh, do the product, but you got to protect your patent. It's your responsibility. That's and right. if you fail to do it, I'm not going to pay you royalty anymore. Yeah. It's basically clear as, the, as that. If you can't defend it, and they don't know what they're up against with that. That's right. It's yeah, big, because if it's a big company oh, yeah. coming at you with a lot of lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. So just lawyer you out of the deal. That's true. You know? And it happens. And there are lots of lawyers and lots of different kinds of lawyers, and you got to make sure you have the right one. So, mm -hmm. if, like for instance, someone comes to Larry and I with a deal like that now, mm -hmm. we might not even write the letter. You know, we might just say, "Hey, we got the guy for you." You know, and our friend down done the street. Before. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've asked him, can you help me with this? He goes, I, yeah. I'm not the guy, but here's a great guy. He referred me to somebody else, right. and it worked. It worked out great. So right. you can, a good referral is always helpful. Well, you got to make sure that you're you're doing it right. That you know, to to try and Mickey Mouse it or you know uh, do it cheaply these days with all the odds stacked against you. You know, it's it's not right. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. What do you think caused your business to blossom? I mean, you I think start very... Besides having some... I was going to say a bad. Oh, we said a bad word yeah. on the radio. I said big ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just dig your ass. hole deeper, man. Yeah. Just keep saying it. No, but but, but so yeah, what, but without besides having phenomenal drumsticks, I mean, what do you think? Well, I think the biggest thing for us that it's our reputation, and if we have a warranty issue or someone comes back to us and say, "Hey, I broke my sticks in in five days," we immediately handle it. That's not that's the first thing on our list. We, we before we ship any new orders, we make sure we take care of our problems and make sure they're taken care of correctly. And that's to me critical. Uh, customer support and uh, I think that's important. Your integrity is important, and making sure that when we uh, introduce a product, we spent time. I've got five drummers working for me, and so we we get we. We get the product, we uh, play with it, we test it, we think about it, and a lot of us have experience. There's a couple. Uh, there's a guy who works for me. He worked for Guitar Center for many, many years, and he knows. He was one of the assistant buyers, so he knows what people are looking for. So, so the drumsticks have different uh, weights, and yeah, we make about thirty different sizes. You know, different lengths, different weights, uh, different balances. We can we can front load the tips uh, with anti vibration up there, cork it up front. Put a bigger shot back here, smaller shot. And 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 why do you do this? What, well, because what's balance. Everybody, it's like shoes. Everybody's got a different size. They got a different okay. feel. They grip the sticks maybe incorrectly, or they have to play to compensate for things like that. Okay. Uh, so that's just it's just a, th a sizing thing. Or they need more power. Like Tommy Lee uses a really long stick with a lot of top heaviness, and he just hits hard, but he doesn't break his sticks. One of the cool things about him in the very beginning, and this is about 25 years ago, he I had a letter from. Peisty sent us a letter saying thank you for letting him use those sticks. And, nice. and, and I said, why? Because he was b blowing through a dozen to two dozen cymbals a year. Oh, wow. And when he used Breaking our sticks, cymbals? he was busting cymbals. And he switched to our sticks, and, and they're, they're, his breakage dropped by probably 90%. Oh, wow. And it was, it was really a cool thing. It was a, it was a nice thing. So. But wasn't it cool on stage to break a cymbal? And kind of, no. Like a guitar. It's not like, <laughs> like a guitar a where you can, you know, you're breaking a cymbal, man, that's a projectile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's a liability. Another legal case for us, Larry. <laughs> we'll write a letter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what I want to do is... Um, Talk about uh, our tip of the day, I guess. Let's have the tip of the day. You, you, you can read <laughs> right. it, Larry, but you know, I just do want to say this has absolutely nothing to do with drumming, but yeah. it, but it is summer now, so uh, take it yeah. away, brother Larry. So uh, it's summertime. That means you could get sunburned if you're not careful. Sunblock should be applied to dry skin and reapplied in minutes at the uh, 
SBF on the bottle says, for example, if what? your son black says... Wait, wait, what did you just say? The SBF, that's the... SPF. Know, SPF. Yeah, okay. All right. I have no idea what that means, but anyway, well, go it's ahead. the amount of protection. All right. For example, if your sunblock says it has some protection factor of SPF of 70, yeah. then it needs to be reapplied in 70 minutes. I didn't know that. I never knew that either. Yeah. So have fun out there in the sun, but protect your skin. You don't want to look old before your time. Right. Now, there were some cases against, uh, weren't there? Maybe they were uh, some kind of regulatory case against manufacturers of sunblock. Right. For putting uh, big big promises on their bottles that really they weren't living up to. Yeah, I don't know. Did you where hear that about went. that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you use sunblock every day? You know, day? I probably should. I'm getting old, and oh. and I get out a lot of sun, and you know, all, all kinds of weird things are showing up on my skin now. So, yeah, I can yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, but, yeah, there it tip is. Tip of the day. That's why Take I'm on heat. radio, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, yeah. but you know what? Uh, and our next sec- next segment is a true. Say or that again segment and it's a true or false rob i want you to Uh, tell us about a law in uh, ohio okay well i've seen seeing how it is ohio i believe anything but i'm going to ask this to bob yeah bob in true or false man in cleveland ohio it is illegal for women to wear patent leather shoes in public gosh that's a tough one but i would have to say yes what do you, what, it's is, so weird. Is it, is it we, have to, we have to look at producer Cam for... I, and for, I say it's true. It, and you know why I know it's true? I'll why? tell you why. Because when I was in Spanish class in junior high school, the girls were not allowed to wear patent leather shoes. Wow. And the reason it was, oh, what do you think? Because of the reflection. Yeah, you could look oh, up the dress. Kind of weird. Oh, it's yeah. like wearing a mirror. That's, yeah. that's, I would have never thought what, that. What Thanks grade school. were you in? I was in like sixth grade. Okay, I can see grade. you in sixth grade looking at those patent leather no, shoes. No, not me. Man. I, but, learned, um, I learned something you know, again today. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Don't wear patent leather but shoes. The thing, the thing about weird laws like this is, of course, they're not enforceable. They're ve- basically all unconstitutional. Yeah, if, they're old. If, uh, yeah, they're old the and, books, and yeah. people, you know, uh, they'd never be able to make that stick. But anyway, I think what we should do is uh, uh, check the Mandel message box Yeah, right let's now. do it. Let's check the Mandel message box. All right, so Casey from Echo Park has messaged us, and she says, the apartment building next door to me is being renovated. The crew has left nails in the street. My tire was one of the victims. Can I hold them responsible for my tire replacement? What do you think? I say yes. You do? Yeah. And why? Well, they have a product that they left out, you know, and the should have it's a nail they should have yeah but don't you just can't, you can encounter a nail anywhere i mean can't you just watch where you're driving can they do a dna test on the nail yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> do, how do we know it's their nail All right <laughs> yeah we're gonna match it up with their other nails that right. are in the house well maybe but, but uh, come on defend your position Larry. that's that's it i mean the position is is that if it's their nails you can trace it to them yeah they should be more careful where they leave nails because nails can cause damage uh. especially to what rob I don't know. Tires. Oh, tires. Tires. But I think this goes back to what Bob was talking about, and that is the practicality of something like that. Because this, uh, you know, Casey is going to go up to these books uh, on the, whatever you want to call them, these goombas. Yeah. And and she's going to say, hey, uh, you know, you've left a a nail out and you're now responsible for my tire. And what are these guys going to say? It ain't my nail. 
<laughs> I think they're going to say, oh, yeah, sue me. Right. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Now, they may be cool and pay yeah. for the tire. You know, it's a couple hundred bucks, probably 150 to yeah. 200 bucks to replace the tire. So, you know, it just may not be a practical thing. It's more of an issue of that. That We see that a lot. Right. You know, the issue of practicality. Right. Some cases we just won't take because it's Doesn't not going to, yeah, it's not going to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, brothersonlaw.com. So, Bob, we want to tell everybody out there, especially our musician friends and our drummer friends, how do they contact you or how do they uh, find out more about your products? They can go to our websites. I mean, uh, bigbangdist.com is a big one, and it, it'll lead you to the other two websites. Uh, you can contact us through there. We get emails all day long. There's three or four of us looking for them. So. And we're more okay. than happy to help you out. We normally will refer you to a dealer in your neighborhood because we really right. like to support local guys. That's right. And, uh, and if they don't have it, we'll call them up and uh, say, hey, Johnny wants to buy this from you. We'll send it to you, and you sell it to him. So Perfect. We try and to take the, care of them. So it's if they Big want Bang, clips, wait a minute now, wait a Go ahead, now. Rob. Big Bang, D-I-S-T. Yeah, distribution abbreviation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, gotcha. And if they want these clips? They They're there. These. Okay. Yeah, Nice. Well, right. I guess it's, yeah. And it's time to wrap up the show. And okay. we want to thank Mr. Bob Kasha for taking the time to come out and spend this morning with us. If you missed any part of this episode or you want to hear any previous episodes, find us on YouTube or brothersonlaw.com. Please, Please tune in. Yes. Next Saturday. That's right. At 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And remember to let the scales of justice tip in your, your favor. favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.